Memphis's quarterback is very long on experience, but their running back is actually the position I'm most worried about. Missouri absolutely has to tackle on Saturday. So let's talk about that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And if you're like me and you checked out the Memphis and Navy game, well, actually, a week ago today, last Thursday, well, you may have seen at the very end of the ball game, Navy driving with the football down four in the Liberty Bowl or Liberty Stadium, whatever they call it now. It's still the Liberty Bowl to me, damn it. But on a fourth and six, Navy stopped just short of a first down, about a yard short inside of the Memphis 10-yard line. So that game really did come down to the wire there, Memphis prevailing 28 to 24 and I'll say this the new clock rules boy you really felt it in that ball game against a a triple option heavy a run heavy Navy team that basically obviously keeps the ball on the ground what 80 85 percent of the time it would seem something like that so that definitely helped keep the game close and also a a fumble by Blake Watson the Memphis running back also at the one-yard line. It looked like they were about to go in and basically seal the game, get up two scores. Well, ball pops out, Navy recovers, and, well, they, they take advantage and make it a little bit closer than it, than it may have looked on the scoreboard. But, you know, I, I, to be honest, I didn't look a whole lot at the Memphis defense in this game because these service academy, triple option, you know, flex bone style offenses are so unique to what college football is. They're very much the exception these days. And in fact, a lot of offenses look quite a bit like what Missouri is running these days. And Memphis is really no exception. You're going to see basically everything that Memphis runs is out of the shotgun for the most part, except in short yardage, which I'll get to here in a little bit. But There's no real pistol formations, and they're almost never under center. But the guy who is behind center is Seth Hennigan, who's at 27 career starts, including Navy last week. Young man appeared to hit the back of his head on the ground early in the third quarter. Only missed one snap, though, and it appeared at the end of the day maybe the wind just got knocked out of him. So... But he did take a lot of shots. He is a tough guy, no doubt about that. He might be a little banged up for this game, potentially. Probably healthier than Brady Cook, though. Hopefully Brady is okay. I've been looking for a practice update from Thursday. If I see one during the recording of this show, of this show, certainly I'll get it to you. But for the most part, I thought Hennigan was an impressive player. He looks like a guy who... For a guy with 27 career starts on a good offense that Memphis has had for the past couple seasons here, plus it's not a surprise that he seems to have very much a command 
of that offense, which, frankly, I was surprised that he threw a really bad interception on a third and 11 with about two minutes left. It wasn't a bad decision over the middle, a one-on-one play where the guy over the middle did have his man beat pretty well, but it was badly underthrown, which was really a surprising miscue from a guy who I thought was really safe with the football and making the right decisions for the most part, that that him being Seth Hannigan, the Memphis quarterback. Now, despite Blake Watson's lost fumble in the fourth quarter of that game where it looked like Memphis was about to put the midshipman away, I was really impressed with him as a runner. And Missouri has missed quite a few tackles here early in the season. Missouri's been a good defense, of course, again, but I would say one of their bugaboos so far has been some missed tackles, for sure, especially in the run game. And to be fair, it is week two. It absolutely is early, or it's week three, I should say, now going into week four. So there certainly is time to clean that up, but it sure would be nice if if we could see a little bit better tackling this week because if you miss one on Justin or excuse me on Blake Watson early, he can definitely make you pay with some explosive run plays. And just as an aside here, how can tackling possibly be as good as it used to be, especially early in the season in September in particular? It's just not practiced as much as it used to be. Blocking, by the way, the same thing, two of the fundamental parts of football, blocking and tackling for safety reasons and health reasons in general, just not practice as much as they used to be. Now, that doesn't mean football is all bad, of course. You can pass and catch all day. You can watch film all day in in a much quicker way and more accessible way than you ever could before, especially young guys, guys without, you know, millions of dollars, thousands of dollars for their own private coach. Well, guess what? There's a lot of good content out there that'll teach you the game for free or for a nominal fee. So just just an, a little bit of a little bit of a digression there. But again, back to the Navy defense just a little bit. Again, tough to gauge their pass rush, for instance, again, because Navy is such an unusual team. And offensively, I'm sure Memphis does have their preferred route combinations to what Missouri has, for example. But in terms of formations they run, it's going to look pretty conventional by today's standards, without a doubt. And in fact, you got to watch the sneak in short yardage, the quarterback sneak. Hennigan is going to put his head down and get right behind the center if he can. That's the one time it seems like they do get up under center. They get into a jumbo formation sometimes, even around the goal line. And the one time they actually handed it off from there, well, that was the Blake Watson lost fumble. So, again, if you're Blake Baker, the Missouri defensive coordinator, you got to have a plan for this. you got to see this on film because – The fact that they're exclusively shotgun, except in short yardage, attack those A-gaps. Get between the guard and the center and make it hard on those guys. Maybe even go zero technique, head up against the center, because a lot of times that center for Memphis was almost full starting on those plays a little bit. He was getting a little bit of a lean ahead before he even snapped the football. That's something I'd be reminding the officials if I'm Eli Drinkwitz as well. And while Blake Watson certainly looks like an explosive runner for the Memphis Tigers, the Missouri Tigers have struggled 
hitting explosive runs so far, except with really one exception last week, a lot of passing explosive plays for Missouri against Kansas State. So what is up with the lack of big plays from the running game? Well, I've got some theories, and I also want to talk about a big play receiver for the Memphis Tigers as well. But first, you know, everyone should be empowered to take care of of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code locked on. And tomorrow and each and every Friday during the college football season, check out Locked On College Football Kickoff Live from 10 a.m. to noon. Our experts are going to cover the playoffs, the rivalry games, going in-depth like only our bevy of experts can Covering their team every day, find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon on my YouTube channel or on any other Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. And certainly, I broke down an explosive play that you wouldn't want to miss for Missouri last week as Luther Burden basically took a middle linebacker out of the play, allowed Cody Schrader in part to break a big run play for Missouri that helped set up that long 61-yard field goal for Missouri. I do believe that's correct anyway. Certainly it was in the fourth quarter, I know that, but pretty sure it was on that drive. But regardless, that is one of the few explosive run plays for Missouri this year. Generally explosive run plays are those of 20 yards or more. And so far this season, the Tigers are 125th nationally in explosive run plays. Now, some are going to point to the back. Some will point to Cody Schrader, Nathaniel Pete. Others will point to the offensive line. And frankly, both probably have some merit to them. But I think it's also an indication of a lack of diversity within the running game. It's basically inside zone, outside zone, outside zone, inside zone, and then a couple more outside zones thrown in, and that's about it for the most part. Well, that's why I thought there was a little bit of misdirection and trickery, if you will, by Missouri using Burden as they did on multiple running plays rather effectively as a decoy against Kansas State. Hey, maybe that can break some stuff open here against Memphis and and coming into the future because obviously Luther Burden's looking like a star right now. Now, one thing about Memphis running back Blake Watson is he's not just an asset in the running game. He's a really big asset in the passing game as well, especially in the screen game. He had six receptions, 468 yards against Navy. Now, as far as the actual receivers 
for Memphis go. Kind of a bevy of them. They tend to spread the ball around a lot, and they have good athletes, a lot of speed on this team. I would say that Rock Taylor is probably the best of the bunch. He's certainly the guy who's going to go up and get it in the red zone on the outside, so I would expect Chris Abrams' drain will probably be on Rock Taylor more often than not. Now, I did watch the Memphis defense a little bit more closely in the fourth quarter than I did in the rest of the game, and it was basically all man-to-man defense for the Memphis Tigers, and I'm not sure if that's Navy-specific or not. That's the that's the scary thing. I shouldn't say the scary thing. The downside of trying to scout a team against the service academies, you're not necessarily going to play the same type of defense you would against anybody else, but that'll be something to watch to see if Memphis is playing a ton of man coverage against Missouri early. One way or the other, if they do, it's going to be tough to press a slot receiver of any slot receiver, much less Luther Burden. So I'd wish you a lot of luck there if that's their actual strategy. I'm doubting that it really will be. But another interesting note, you may have noticed that over on X.com, yes, I'm getting there. Didn't call it Twitter. That's twice in a row, folks. I think I deserve a sticker, perhaps. But you know what? Williams Winery with the M-I-Z shout-out on X.com. Yes, I think that's a little bit more notable than him wearing Oklahoma gloves, some gloves that he was given, by the way. Why why shouldn't he wear a nice pair of athletic football gloves? Of course he should wear them. Why not? Who gives a crap? But anyway, I think Williams, Winery, all the people who are worried that, oh my God, this offense, it's so terrible. Is he going to dump us or whatever? Listen, obviously I was one of the people who was disappointed with the offense in the first couple weeks. I just don't think recruits are as rash as, as, as we fans are. I'm just going to tell you that. So, obviously, Missouri's sitting at 3-0 and now. I think all the talks of Winery going anywhere else are quieting down quite a bit. Hopefully, they'll quiet down even more if the Tigers take down Memphis here on Saturday. But you know what? After the news broke that Brady Cook was at least questionable, before the ball game sat out Tuesday's practice was a appeared to be a limited participant if not close to a full participant on Wednesday again still waiting to hear a word here about Thursday as we record here at 5 p.m. here on Thursday the 21st but as we speak here over at FanDuel Sportsbook the Tigers six and a half point favorites it was seven went down to five and a half when the news broke but now six and a half Missouri is the favorite To me, this is a classic stay away because I just don't have much of an edge here. I assume that Brady Cook will start, but I don't know that he's going to start, number one. There's at least a chance that he won't. But even more importantly than that, we don't know what kind of Brady Cook we're going to get. Again, this does remind me a little bit of the Travis Kelsey injury where he actually sat out a week for that. So If Brady plays, I have to assume he'll be at least somewhat limited. And if he's unable to do the same level of quarterback design runs, especially in the first half before that injury that he did, or just limits his mobility in and outside of the pocket, that's a real thing. And it definitely is enough to scare me off of Missouri giving six and a half points. I think the Tigers will still pull out the victory, but six and a half just strikes me as too much. But the over-under, on the other hand, 51 and a half. 
that's quite a few points. Again, considering Brady Cook's status is questionable, the Tigers have a really good defense, the Missouri Tigers, that is. I think the under is actually maybe the play here. 51 and a half, let's sniff around at that one a little bit. That's something I like more than the sides. Give me a total. But regardless of what you want to wager on this weekend, you got to do it at FanDuel Sportsbook and snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-under totals, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And if you can't catch the game on TV or in person, well, you should definitely check out Mike Kelly's call. Just search for the Missouri Tigers on the SiriusXM app or check it out on SiriusXM channel 192 on your radio dial. But you know what? I have to say it's time for another edition of Project Run Play. But you know, it's going to be a very truncated version of Project Run Play today. My only take here is that black pants with gold tops. That's just my least favorite Missouri uniform combination. I don't love it. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. But I do love that Missouri very much taking advantage of the neutral site, I guess. Both end zones are painted with Missouri stylings both Missouri both end zones are Missouri painted so no Memphis end zone that was kind of strange to me considering this is supposedly a neutral site game but hey what the heck I guess we're not going to pretend that it's not going to be 90% Tiger fans in the dome and you know what because we've naturally we've been talking so much football on this podcast of course here lately haven't talked much basketball but let's put that to bed for now because you know what it is time to talk some hoops because Jaden Quaintance should be visiting Columbia very soon even this week perhaps reportedly he's visiting Kentucky currently just put out a picture with him and John Calipari so you know there's some good competition for this young man but it sounds like again a player who just reclassified from the 2025 class to 2024 the young man from Raleigh North Carolina Actually, it sounds like Missouri is in great shape here, as I've said before. Again, the young man who just turned 16 years old, I believe, this past summer. He's really obviously a, a, a talented guy, six foot 10, 230 pounds. Big guy with just a lot of mobility in him. And obviously, if Kentucky's after him, that says enough. But maybe Missouri's biggest competition right now, reportedly, is the overtime elite, the G League squad where you can go play professional minor league NBA basketball essentially before before having to deal with the the 19 and freshman you know the one and done NBA rule for all intents and purposes so Jaden Quaintance hey buddy come on down we, we'll, we'll love to see you in Columbia no doubt about that it's obviously Dennis Gates recruiting has been really good so far and 
it just seems to keep getting the news just keeps seems to keep getting better as time goes along here. Jaden Quaintance, a top a ten guy ranked in the two thousand and twenty four class. Well, how about another top ten guy that we gotta talk about? This time the number nine player in the two thousand and twenty five class, according to on three. Jasper Johnson specifically mentions Mizzou among the many teams who is recruiting him, but just the fact that Missouri gets a specific shout-out, a specific quote about his relationship with Dennis Gates in this article, well, that says Missouri's at least in decent shape here. He says, Coach Gates calls me on the phone and we chop it up every now and then. He came out to see me at my old high school a few times for workouts and such. I know T.O. Barrett has committed there as well, and he keeps talking to me about it. Well, he mentioned that Coach Gates went out to his old high school. Well, his new high school happens to be Link Academy in Branson, Missouri. Now, Link Academy has become sort of one of the premier places where high-level basketball players want to transfer and, for whatever reason, play off in their final year of high school basketball. So, Jasper Johnson, just having him a little bit closer to Missouri, the University of Missouri, that is, in Branson, Missouri, pretty interesting note there. And just obviously the Link Academy relationship there that seems to be developing between Missouri, their program, and that Link Academy program. Well, that seems like that should bear pretty good fruit in the future. Basically, long story short, recruiting-wise, I'm not really sure who Missouri is going to end up with here over the next you know few months or so, but whoever it is, Expect it to be really exciting news. That's the bottom line. And you know what? Speaking of exciting, we're less than two months from actual real Missouri basketball here. Don't let the future of Missouri basketball, which seems really bright, make you forget about this upcoming season, which promises to be really exciting as well. Frankly, I can't remember the last time I was this excited about Missouri basketball when we're basically smack dab in the middle of football season. It really has been 10 years probably since I've been this excited. And you know it's coming when they start handing out jersey numbers. And I thought it was interesting that, oh, hey, for the first time ever, you can actually have numbers that are above five. Maybe some of you have never noticed this, but you can wear previously to this upcoming season, you could wear numbers zero, one, two, three, four, or five. But unlike LeBron James and Bill Russell and Dr. Julius Irving in the NBA famously, well, you can't wear number six in college basketball or number seven or number 66 or indeed number 75 like Connor Vanover is choosing to wear this season in an obvious nod to his height of seven foot five. So you know what? I actually love it that Vanover took that number. Good for him. I know a lot of guys, including including, well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, Bill Walton, who loved Kareem, and, and Bill Russell, just who I mentioned him earlier enough. He would he would talk a lot about how those guys would feel a little bit like freaks a little bit, and as a taller guy, I can, I can relate to that a little bit, obviously not to Connor Vanover's level. So to me, I love it that he's just embracing it. Hey, 
This is who I am. Deal with it. I'm seven foot five. This is a part of me. Whether whether we like it, whether he likes it or anybody likes it, this is the way God made him, so you might as well embrace it. Love that attitude from Connor Vanover, and I'm expecting him to be a nice, helpful, and interesting and unique piece for Missouri this coming season. So hope you're as excited about Missouri basketball as I am, and I'm certainly as excited about the Missouri Memphis game. In St. Louis, I'll be there live, taking in all my observations, maybe even taking in a little film as well if I have the right angle and I can avoid annoying the person who's sitting behind me. We'll just have to see what happens. No promises on the film, but I do promise you a post-game podcast, probably Sunday morning. This can be an awful late trip back from St. Louis on Saturday night. So Sunday morning, I will see you guys post-game, win, lose, or draw right here. Unlocked on Mizzou.